the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. God could have simply set the Israelites free without incident. Listen, God wants to do more than simply set the Israelites free. He wants to prepare them. He wants to prepare them for the promised land. And God will use trials and God will use difficulties to shape us and to conform us into the image of His Son, Jesus Christ. Do you ever wonder why God is letting hardships and pain continue in your life? Why doesn't He just snap His fingers and make them go away? Because God loves you. In his message today, Pastor Dan will remind you that God doesn't want to make your life easy. He cares for you, and He wants to make you a better follower of Jesus. He could have just saved you from sin and immediately taken you to heaven to be with Him, but God has work for you. He wants to transform you into the image of Christ. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 1 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. There's a ring of truth Second Corinthians, the Apostle Paul says, listen to what Paul says. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure, and we thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. What is he saying? Things were really bad. We were serving the Lord. We're going on these mission trips. We're doing everything that the Lord is telling us. We're being led by the Spirit everywhere we go. We're preaching the gospel, proclaiming the name of Jesus. And we thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. But as a result, Paul goes on. Hey, listen. But as a result, we stop relying on ourselves and learn to rely only on God who raises the dead. That's why God brought Paul through all of those trials and tribulations that he went through and all of that suffering was to bring Paul to the place where he stopped relying upon himself and he started relying only upon God who raises the dead. And he says, and he did rescue us from danger and he will rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in him and he will continue to rescue us. God will put us in situations where we get to the point where everything's dead. There's nothing I can do. It's just dead. So that we stop relying upon ourselves and so that we only rely upon God who raises the dead. So that our only hope is for God to intervene and for God to do a work and God to breathe life back into this thing. For the children of Israel, things became worse before God delivered them. And it's all part of his plan. 
It's all part of his plan. Look back in Exodus chapter 5. Exodus chapter 5. Look at verse 10. And so the taskmasters of the people and their officers, they went out and they spoke to the people saying, Thus says Pharaoh, I will not give you straw. Notice the phrase, thus says Pharaoh. It's very similar to thus says the Lord, isn't it? Pharaoh was considered deity. This is the way that deity spoke. Pharaoh is making an announcement to his subjects in Egypt. He's making an announcement to the Hebrews. And so he used this same phrase, thus says Pharaoh, I will not give you straw. Go get yourself straw where you can find it, yet none of your work will be reduced. And so the people were scattered abroad throughout all the land of Egypt to gather stubble instead of straw. So they don't have that finely uniform cut straw now. They're just gathering stubble wherever they can find it. Verse 13, and the taskmasters forced them to hurry, saying, fulfill your work, your daily quota. As when there was straw and the officers of the children of Israel, whom Pharaoh's taskmasters had set over them, were beaten and were asked, why have you not fulfilled your task in making brick both yesterday and today as before? Now, the officers that are mentioned here in this chapter, the officers were Hebrews that the Egyptians appointed over the Hebrew slaves, over their fellow Hebrews. And in exchange, the officers received better treatment than their fellow Hebrews who were laboring. The Nazis did the same thing, by the way, with the Jews in concentration camps. But the Egyptian taskmasters, they beat the Hebrew officers because the slaves were not meeting their quota of bricks, their daily quota. Verse 15, now watch what happens. So then the officers of the children of Israel, they came and they cried out to Pharaoh. They go to Pharaoh and they cry out saying, why are you dealing thus with your servants? There is no straw given to your servants. And they say to us, make brick. And indeed, your servants are beaten. But the fault is in your own people. They're not given a straw. It's not our fault. It's their fault. The elders of Israel cried out to Pharaoh. Please note that they didn't cry out to the Lord God. Sometimes we make the same mistake. We cry out to the person who is causing us misery. We cry out to the person and complain to the person who is putting us through the hard time. Or we complain to someone we think can remedy our situation. And we complain to them, the person who's doing it to us, instead of crying out to God. And there's a place for, you know, confronting someone in love and that kind of thing. But we should cry out to the Lord first. So often we don't cry out to the Lord at all. We just, I'm going to go confront that person. I'm going to go talk to them. You're doing this to me. But we should cry out to the Lord. Psalm 62 verse 8 says, trust in him at all times. You people pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Pour out your heart to the Lord. Uh, Psalm 102, verse 1. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Let my cry come to you. Psalm 142, verse 2. 
I pour out my complaint before him. I declare before him my trouble. I pour out my complaint before him. Not I pour out my complaint before the person I'm complaining against. Or I pour out my complaint to all my friends. I pour out my complaint before him. I declare before him my trouble. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Make your complaint known to God. Not the person. Not your friends. But to the Lord. There in Philippians, Paul says, essentially, don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Pour out your heart to God and God promises to give you peace and guard your heart and mind. Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength. He's a very present help and trouble. A very present help in trouble. We should cry out to the Lord first and declare our trouble to him first. Jesus said men ought always to pray. Why? Because God hears our prayers and he answers our prayers. So therefore, men ought always to pray because prayer works. You know, it's like the old hymn. What a friend we have in Jesus. It says, oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Jesus never fails. Do you know that? He never fails. He will never let you down. He's the friend that sticks closer than a brother. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And yet we're so quick to seek a remedy from people. Instead of going to the Lord for our help. That's what these elders of Israel do. They go to Pharaoh. Pharaoh's the guy causing their trouble. Instead of going to the Lord. Verse 17, here's Pharaoh's response. You're idle. (laughs) You're idle. Therefore, you say, let us go and sacrifice to the Lord. Therefore, go now and work. You know, when he finally uh, sets them free, it's the same Hebrew phrase. Instead of saying, go now and work, he's going to say, go now and worship your God. But now he says, go now and work. For no straw shall be given you, yet you shall deliver the quota of bricks. One ancient Egyptian document that archaeologists have found indicates the daily quota of bricks for each slave was 2,000 bricks per day. And we don't know if that same quota applied to the Hebrews at this time, but it's possible. 2,000 bricks a day. Now they've got to go collect all the straw for it. Again, the enemy of God's people is just trying to grind them down. So that they don't want to worship their God. And the officers of the children of Israel saw that they were in trouble. After it was said, you shall not reduce any bricks from your daily quota. These were the guys, remember they're Hebrews who were given the position over the Hebrew slaves. And they're the ones who got beaten by the taskmasters for not producing enough bricks. And they say, we're in trouble. We're in trouble here. Because they're not going to reduce any bricks from your daily quota And so we're in trouble. Verse 20, then as they came out from Pharaoh, they met Moses and Aaron who stood there to meet them. So Moses and Aaron are standing outside the palace 
the elders of Israel come out, Moses and Aaron are like, what do he say? You know, like, what do he tell you? And look what it says. Verse 21. And they said to them, let the Lord, let Yahweh look on you and judge. Because you have made us abhorrent in the sight of Pharaoh. And in the sight of his servants to put a sword in their hand to kill us. The leaders of Israel blamed Moses and Aaron for their situation. They say essentially, this is all your fault. You did this to us. And may the Lord God punish you for doing this to us. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Remember when Moses and Aaron first met with the leaders of Israel back in chapter 4, verse 31, and explained to them that God had appeared and God had heard them and God was going to deliver them from their afflictions. Back in chapter 4, verse 31, they believed and they were excited and they worshipped. And now that things have gotten harder, they don't believe. And they blame Moses and Aaron for their troubles. And poor Moses, right? I mean, poor Moses here. Moses was happy just watching sheep on the backside of the desert. God appeared to him. He tried to talk him out of it. I'm not the right guy. Pick anybody else but me. I don't want to go. But he goes now. Moses was obedient to the Lord. Moses just went and told Pharaoh exactly what God told him to say. He said that. And now things are worse and the people are angry with Moses and Aaron and the people have turned against him. And this was all part of God's plan. This was all part of God's plan. God could have simply set the Israelites free without incident. Listen, God wants to do more than simply set the Israelites free. He wants to prepare them. He wants to prepare them for the promised land. And God will use trials and God will use difficulties to shape us and to conform us into the image of his son, Jesus Christ. He doesn't want to just forgive our sins and then prepare a place for us in heaven and then just take us to heaven. It's not like you go to heaven as soon as you're saved. He leaves us here and there's a reason he wants to make us like his son, Jesus. He wants to conform us into the image of his son. He wants to prepare us for heaven. He promised, Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you in heaven. And God, at the same time, is preparing us for heaven. He's preparing a place for us in heaven, and he's preparing us for heaven, for that place. And how does he do that? Well, he uses trials. And he uses difficulties and he uses hardship to do that work in us. I wish there was a different way, but there's just not a different way. 
That's why James says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Not because we rejoice in trials. We count it all joy when we fall into various trials because God uses trials to shape us and to grow us and to mature us and to make us more like Christ and to prepare us for heaven. That's what he's doing with Israel. That's what he's doing with Moses. Now watch what Moses does in response to these harsh words from the elders. Look at verse 22. And so Moses, look what it says. Please underline this in your Bible. So Moses returned to the Lord. And he prayed. And he said, Lord, why have you brought trouble on this people? Why is it you have sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has done evil to this people. Neither have you delivered your people at all. Moses didn't respond to the harsh words from the elders by lashing out at them. Oh, yeah, well, your mama's abhorrent. How about that? You know, kind of thing. Instead of lashing out or retaliating with harsh words of his own, Please note, Moses returned to the Lord. This is one of the qualities of Moses, maybe the quality of Moses that made him a great leader. This is what makes Moses a great leader. We will see him in the coming chapters. We will see Moses constantly returning to the Lord and prayer and seeking guidance from the Lord over and over and over again, instead of responding to harsh attacks against him, we will see Moses going to the Lord in prayer, especially when people yell at him and criticize his leadership. And as we're going to see, the people of Israel will murmur and complain and contend with Moses a lot about everything. And there's one time, there's one time when Moses lashed out against the people. It's in Numbers chapter 20. And once again, the people were complaining against Moses because there was no water to drink, even though God had supernaturally provided water for them before out of a rock. God has provided for them food and water every single day. They've never gone without for one single day. He's always provided. But the people were complaining against Moses again because there was no water. And what did Moses do? He went before the Lord in prayer, as he always does. And the Lord told Moses this time, instead of striking the rock, he told Moses to speak to the rock. And water will come out. But instead, Moses, in his frustration, he went out before the people and he took his rod and he struck the rock and he said, listen, you rebels. He'd had enough. Must I bring water out of a rock for you? He's only done that once. How many times have you done that? Right. With your kids. Listen, you rebels. Then I tell you to be quiet. Right. But when Moses did that, he misrepresented God to the people. Because before, God had told Moses, before when there was no water, he told Moses to strike the rock and water would come out. And this second time now, he says, speak to the rock and water will come out. We're told in the New Testament by the Apostle Paul, the rock is Jesus Christ. Jesus was struck once and living water came out. 
He doesn't need to be struck again a second time. You only need to speak to the rock, Jesus Christ, now. And water will come out. And so God says, Moses, that's not who I am. You misrepresented me. And for that reason, Moses was not allowed to bring the children of Israel into the promised land because he misrepresented God. It cost Moses his position as the leader of Israel because he lashed out. And we'll talk about that in more detail when we get to Numbers chapter 20. But again, Moses goes and he returns to the Lord. And this is one of the qualities that made Moses a great leader as he constantly returned to the Lord in prayer and relied upon God and sought wisdom and guidance from God. He did not rely upon himself at all. He went to the Lord with every challenge that he faced. And Jesus did the same thing. Jesus did the same thing. Jesus was constantly getting away in prayer and seeking the guidance of the Father. You know, the only thing the disciples ever asked Jesus to teach them was teach us to pray. Not teach us how to pray, but teach us to pray. This is the one and only thing the disciples asked Jesus to teach them. They didn't say teach us to preach or teach us to heal people or teach us to walk on water. That'd be cool. Or teach us how you multiply bread. That would be handy. No, the disciples were with Jesus 24 hours a day, seven days a week for three and a half years. And they recognized that prayer was the key to his whole ministry. And everything flowed from his prayer life and from his time with the Father. And so the one thing they asked Jesus to teach them was, teach us to pray. And what made Moses a great leader was he went before the Lord continually. Instead of responding to his critics, instead of lashing out at those who lashed out against him, he went before the Lord and prayer. And look at the candidness of his prayer. I promise we're almost finished. Lord, why have you brought trouble on this people? Why is it you've sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has done evil to this people. Neither have you delivered your people at all. And look at God's answer in verse 1 of chapter 6. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand he will let them go. And with a strong hand he will drive them out of his land. Now Moses will see what God will do. And God says, when I'm done with Pharaoh, he will not only let the children of Israel go, he will drive them out of his land. He is going to make them leave and will drive them out. He will want them to go. And we'll get into that a little bit more next time. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness to us. We thank you for the example of Moses and his constant dependence upon you, Lord. And I pray that we also uh, would just rely upon you and constantly come before you in prayer, bringing our needs and our concerns and seeking wisdom from above and guidance from you. We thank you, Lord, that we have access and we can come boldly to your throne of grace in our time of need because of Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross to make a way for us to give us access to the Father. We 
pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. With everything you could have listened to today, we're honored you chose Ring of Truth. Whether it's your first time or your hundredth time listening, we know that the Word of God brought a fresh perspective to your corner of the world. Did your faith grow with this message? Or did it leave you with questions? If you find yourself with questions, please go to calvaryec.com to contact us so we can answer those questions. You can easily and securely fill out the form found under the Question tab. Columbia, Maryland is home base for Ring of Truth episodes, and we want you in our community. So if you're close, let's meet face-to-face. Sunday service times, along with midweek service times, are available on our website, calvaryec.com. Make sure to mark your calendar to come. For those of you too far away, don't be discouraged. Use our live stream to still be a part of our family. Don't leave our website without looking at the other resources we have provided to strengthen your relationship with Jesus. Before our time is up, would you consider financially donating to this ministry? There are so many more lives to touch for Christ, but we can't do it alone. If you felt a tug at your heart to support us in this way, information can be found on our website, calvaryec.com. Come again for the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes willingness and a conscious choice. You need not guess there's a ring of truth that is unmistakable. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.